Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along here with Luke Acree. Today, Luke, we have an amazing guest. He's not yes. only a client of Reminder Media, Superstar. Uh, but he is absolutely crushing it. And yeah. so we're going to bring him on. His name's Frank Isoldi. We're going to bring him on and introduce his story and then talk about- He's very about, humble, but I mean, he does like 50, 60 million in volume by so himself. He's so humble. We, we, yeah. we're, I was building the bio for his episode yeah. <laughs> and I had to like Google search to find all his accolades. He's got so many accolades in terms of being the number one sales agent in his office for like mm -hmm. 15 straight years, which is incredible. And he, he attributes it all to, and you'll have to listen to the episode to find out, but he attributes all to one thing. And it's the biggest struggle that we're hearing so much with people asking us. And my, my, my marketing struggle is revolving around this thing. And Frank really goes into how he's really used that as the pinnacle yeah. and the, the piece of his success as he's built his career. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for you guys to hear this. It's exciting too, because we not we have some clients that we interview, but not nearly all the interviews that we do are clients, believe yeah. it or not. No, we want them to be all clients. But Frank has been a super client of ours. I mean, like almost 20 years, I think it is, that yeah. he's been, I mean, almost since the beginning. Well, we, the, the American Lifestyle, uh, first mailing was July of 2004. Yeah. And then we introduced Start Healthy Magazine about about two and a half years ago. Yes, yeah, because we just had our two-year anniversary yep. in November. And now we are actually putting out a third magazine. Yeah, it's hard to believe we're putting out a third title. But this was this was really based on client feedback and, and our clients. It's just yep. a little bit of behind the scenes in our business. But our yep. clients, you know, we do surveys a lot. We ask them, hey, what else would you like to see from Reminder Media? It's why we've created some of our other products that we've made. Yeah, like our social content. But like content the number one request was, I want more content. So we have a lot of real estate agents. I want more content focused around the home. So, yep. so good to be home is coming out. What's I explained this in the episode, but we produce like a customizable magazine for you. So think white labeling. We yeah. white label a magazine. So we create a magazine for your business as a touch point to send to your clients. And it's exciting. I'm just excited. I smiled throughout the whole episode yeah. because <laughs> Frank is such a superstar client and he's killing it and he loves the magazine and stuff, but you're going to hear all about it. Yeah. Before we bring Frank on, we would love if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcast or Spotify if you're not already subscribed. And while you're there, drop us a review to let us know how we're doing. This week's Featured review comes from Aiming Above. So via Apple Podcast, Aiming Above says, great motivational podcast with actionable advice, rates it five stars. Sales is ultimately about building great relationships, which we get into this in this episode. Stay paid always gives me some great action points to apply to my sphere of influence. So thank Love you it. so much, Aiming Above, for leaving that review. If you leave a review on Apple Podcast, we will read it here on the show. And for now, let's get into this week's interview. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. All right, let's welcome in Frank Isoldi. He is a broker sales associate with Cobalt Banker Realty in New Jersey and Rockland County, New York. With over 30 years of real estate experience, Frank has been recognized as the number one sales associate in the company for 15 Whew. consecutive years and has earned New Jersey Realtors Circle of Excellence Sales Award. Say that five times fast. Circle yeah. of Excellence Sales Award. <laughs> At the uppermost platinum level every single year from 2003 to 2020, Frank attributes Jeez. his success to consistently being in front of his audience and his farm, as well as the expertise that he holds in the marketing of luxury homes. Frank, 
Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, Frank, it's awesome to have you on. We were sharing right before we came on the show. Frank has been a longtime client of Reminder Media and a superstar in real estate. And what's so interesting is you don't really brag about yourself. Like there's not a ton out there on bragging about yourself, but you have so many accolades. And I just think that speaks to how impressive you are and probably your ability to market, your ability to build relationships, all that stuff. So I'm really excited to get into this idea of how you stay in front of your sphere and the consistency, but just introduce yourself to the audience by sharing a little bit of your journey, kind of the 30,000 foot view, how you got into real estate, what's led you to this 32 year career and the business and the success that you've had? Sure, sure. Um, so I grew up in Westfield. I actually, it's still in the town that I grew up in. My father actually was born and raised in this town as well. Um, he was a fireman, a full, full-time paid fireman. And, you know, they all pretty much do something on the side. He did real estate. So I kind of grew up, you know, within in my blood and loved every minute of it. So um, when I turned 18, I got my real estate license. I went to Drew University, which is not far from where I live so that I could come home on the weekends. Um, and work at open houses and start to generate, you know, a book of business so that when I graduated, I actually had an income. Um, and then at that point, my father and I opened up our own company. Uh, we went off on our own. We had a very small boutique um, specialty office in, in, in Westfield. And I guess about 22 years ago now, uh, Caldwell Banker bought us. You know, we were approached by several companies at that mm. point and Caldwell Banker purchased us and we've been with them ever since. And it's just been a marriage made in heaven, to be honest. They've been amazing partners to deal with. I love that. And um, how many transactions are, are have you done this year or did you do last year? Yeah, so I, I average, I would say, between like 50 to 70 transactions a year. Uh, roughly. Okay. Um, and my average sale price is right, right around that million dollar mark. Wow. You know, uh, you know some, somewhere in that, in that price point. That's, uh, that's range. incredible. This year is on an incredible pace. I, I don't know if it's sustainable, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we have just from, you know, January 1st, we have just gone nonstop here. Are you, you know, solo we, or we, you have a team? I'm a solo. solo. So I do have a full-time, uh, uh, client concierge at, is my lifeline. I could not do <laughs> anything without her. Um, so she handles all the backend stuff, all the admin stuff. Um, I do have a, um, you know, an amazing photographer. I have a um, cleaning service. I have a, a stager consultant. And then I also have somebody that I hire um, who's kind of like a social media manager, but does more than that for me. Well, you know, also he's, more like a branding manager, I should say. Love that. I'll shoot video content. Yeah, I'll shoot video content for me. He'll make sure that my ads are all consistent, you know, um, changing up the logos here and there every once in a while, just keeping things fresh and young and current. Um, we were printing a magazine, actually, in addition, like a small indie magazine mm. that was kind of kind of like a complimentary magazine to your magazine, which was great. Yeah. Um, but then COVID hit and that kind of changed. That was something that you could only pick up in like a local store. Uh, and then I basically, you know, supported all the local restaurants and stores. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so okay. yeah. yeah, it's gone digital now. Um, but that kind of circles back right into you guys and 
you know, the product that you deliver, which I've been now using, I think in excess of 20 years. I mean, it's yeah. been a long time. Now, yeah, you've been, yeah, you've been such a long-term <laughs> client. It's, it's amazing. I think it speaks to this whole topic of consistency. Like it's so interesting for those, the listeners who maybe don't know what Josh and I do is we produce marketing pieces, but our flagship and most popular piece that got us started is a customizable magazine. So we have a 48 page coffee table magazine that we make for businesses for Frank is one of our long-term clients that sends it out to his sphere, to his database to keep him top of mind. And the number, the reason why I share it is because I, I want to talk about it a little bit as we transition into consistency is the number one thing that causes agents to cancel our product. And I think this is a good, uh, I want to pick your brain on this is they go, Oh, I've been yeah. sending it out. People love it, but I don't get anything from it. Yeah. Right. It, like I hear that uh, all the time to a point where it's just like a, a lot of times really frustrating. It's like I literally go, hey, well, well what did your people think of it? Oh, they loved it. They raved about it. They made the recipes. They told me about it. But I can't track any business from it. I don't know if I got anything from it. And it's trying to explain to people, look, you have to market. Yes, for the short term, because you need money and you need transactions. But it's got to be focused on the long term relationship. What, what are your thoughts on that? I agree a thousand percent. I mean, so a lot of, uh, you know, I'll speak to a lot of young agents as they come into the office. I'm obviously the old timer now. I've been doing this 32 years. So as they come in, you know, a lot of them want to just pick your brain. You know, how'd you get started? You know, what works for you? What doesn't work for you? You know, what I basically tell them, you know, what works for me may not work for you. You know, just, just because I do it and it's successful on my side, you know, you've got, you've got to try things out and you kind of hit something on the head. You can't do it for a year, you know? Sending the magazine out for one year, you know, may not generate the ROI that you're looking for, but I guarantee you year five through 10 and then beyond, it's just a no brainer. You guys make it so easy. It's such a polished, beautiful piece and everybody loves the recipes. (laughs) You know, I send it to like my family and they're like, oh, we made this recipe this week, that recipe the next week. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And, and it's got a great, you know, opportunity for an advertising space on the back. If, if you're, if people are into that, I use that personally, you know, for my own marketing, but yep. I know a lot of people will bring in a mortgage rep or, you know, somebody else, you know, to, to partner up with them. And I mean, I think it's a great idea. Every state's a little different as to what you can and can't do. Um, but I, I think the key is, you know, is you have to be consistent. So not only do I send that out to the same farm that I started with 20 something years ago, you know, I've obviously, as I, my business expanded. I had wherewithal to spend more money. So I expanded yep. the, the, you know, the farm. Um, I think it's a great thing, you know, in people's market, send it to your local attorneys, you know, or send it to pediatrician offices, anywhere young families are going to be sitting um, around waiting, reading, you know, it's a perfect pick me up. You never know. Yep. And then the funny thing is now I start to get a box of magazines sent to me personally. I bring them to a very, very, very high end car wash in our area those magazines go fly off the shelf literally in the first weekend. That's you know, when that. I go back, cause I'm there all the time. I, I check they're gone. Like <laughs> I put them out on like a Wednesday. They're definitely gone by Sunday. Relationships are the key to success right now. Everyone in your database knows three to five people who need what you sell. So how do you get those valuable referrals? by connecting consistently and meaningfully. American Lifestyle Magazine is a high-quality, 48-page publication branded to you and full of amazing content your recipients will love. It helps you stay connected with your clients and sphere, keeping you top of mind for referrals. 
Want to see how it works? Get your free sample of American Lifestyle magazine at ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidSample. That's ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidSample. I love that, man. You're, you're making me smile really big here. I love it. It's, but here's the thing I think is um, like when you look at your business, how much of your business do you believe comes from like your sphere, from the, the, the relationships you're networking with versus like online lead generation, stuff like that? Have you been able to track that stuff or? Yeah. So, it, you know, we do track that. It, it becomes really difficult, though, sometimes to decipher because although it sometimes comes from online, <laughs> they've already been somehow touched by my sphere at this mm, point. OK, you know, because I've been doing this for so long, you know, in, in a very small market. You know, I, I don't go to 12 different towns. I really sell within like five small suburbs. That's where all my business is generated. And the wow. majority of that's in in one town of Westfield. So um, it, that's like that. That's a number that I wish I had a better handle on because it would help me decide where I'm probably wasting some money at this point. Um, but for me, it's, it's an aggregate, you know, uh, um, you know, if my magazines everywhere and my social media, you know, is, is consistent, you know, I don't really care where the business comes as long as the pipeline is constantly being fed. I'm happy, but, but I can tell you, so I'm, I'm, I work much more on the listing side than on the buy side. Okay. Um, and I, I can tell you, I go on to listing presentations and, you know, that magazine is sitting on their coffee table. I mean, it, it's so obvious to me, you know, why they're calling me. Um, so even if they don't necessarily bring it up to me, you, you know, I, I notice it a lot, well, I, to be honest. I was just going to say, I think you're speaking to a marketing principle that a lot of people don't realize, like, this is the now that you have to be in in today's age of marketing. It used to be people would pick one product, right? And they would send right. one product, they would do one type of marketing campaign. But really, the name of the game is holistic marketing. You want to create an omnipresence, right? You want people to see your yard signs. You want people to see your magazine. You want them to see you on social because the name of the game is Mindshare. All the stats and research shows that a consumer will tend to choose the first business that pops into their mind. The first business that pops into their mind when they think of an industry, when they think of a pain point, they're going to think of somebody or think of a business. It better be you because it's like 70 plus percent of the time they're going to choose that person. So that holistic approach is I want to be on every frequency level. I want to be on social. I want to be in print. I want them to see my yard signs. I want them to see me in the community and that aggregate is what's going to ultimately generate the business because it's influence, it's omnipresence. I think that's super important for people to understand. Hundred percent, I, I totally agree with that. And that 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 is my flaw. I mean, I, I mean, almost to a point of being obnoxious, I am everywhere. <laughs> I mean, you really can't go around this area without seeing either my sign, just listed card, just sold card, my magazine. You know, it's pretty much everywhere at this point. But that's that's my goal. Are you that. farming with uh, only the magazine, or are you doing postcards also? So we, uh, so Call Banker actually has a really great. Uh, program that uh, when we have, so most of my listings are in the upper end, you know, million dollars plus. So we actually send out beautiful like mailers, enveloped, you know, opened up, trifold. Love that. Gotcha. Um, so those are my just listed and just sold cards now. It's yeah, not awesome. just a postcard anymore. It's an actual uh, addressed envelope. How are you, how are you getting listings 
And obviously, you know, people are thinking right now, listings are very low oh, inventory, inventory everywhere, yeah. right? Everywhere I speak, yep. like it was funny. I've been doing webinars. I, was, I did a webinar in Missouri. I did a webinar in Louisiana. I did a webinar in California and everybody has the same <laughs> low paper. inventory. Low it's inventory. just like low inventory almost everywhere. I shouldn't blanket it because there are some places it's not low in inventory. But what about you? You're mostly a listing agent. How are you generating the listings? Are you finding that a struggle or no? Is Westfield moving? So we, we are we're at like a third of where we should be as far as inventory. So okay. listings are key right now. So, um, in all honesty for the veterans, it's, it's a, you know, we have, we obviously have the upper hand just cause we have the name recognition out there right now. Um, but we're now getting a lot of competition from discount brokers, you know, and the like, which I am not. So that, that's my bigger, my bigger obstacle, okay. you know, trying to, you know, still secure the full fee and, and explain why, why it's worth it. But when you come in with all these products and all these resources that you have, it makes it that much easier. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm still getting calls every, you know, I'm out on listing presentations every day. So, you know, everybody's taking, you know, seeing that the market's crazy, you know, 16 offers, you know, 80 people at an open house, everybody wants to cash in. Yep. Um, and, and now it's hiring the agent that's going to get you a top dollar for your house. That's awesome. I want to go back to something we were talking about a little bit before jumping on the podcast. He said, you know, 30 plus years experience, you like to kind of share what you know now with the rookie agents. One of the biggest questions we get uh, when we introduce, you know, new clients to Reminder Media, the newer agents are always, who do I send to? How do I start my list? Like, I don't have a list. I don't have anyone to send to. And this isn't just specific to the magazine, but what are some tips that you're giving to new agents entering the industry to start building that sphere and start building that database? Yes. So, you know, my mom, um, who passed away, but she used to own a newspaper and she was really, really, really super smart with marketing and, and just, you know, managing that sphere. So what she taught me was don't, you know, so when I first got in the business, obviously everybody wants to be the million dollar listing guy, right. Mm -hmm. You know, all the big houses, I went the opposite direction. So I took the neighborhood that was probably the I'm not going to say least desirable, but not as expensive or affluent in, in town. Um, and I focused on maybe 10 streets, you know, because I needed to make sure that I could afford to touch these people every week. You know, if I had 2000 people on my mailing list and I could only send out a mailing every other month, that's useless. I'd rather take 20 or 30 houses to start, hit them every week sell some houses, expand it. And, and that's kind of how I grew my business. And then all those young first time home buyers, cause I was really in the a true first time home buyer market range. They all moved up, you know? So all those $400,000 buyers became million dollar buyers and $2 million buyers. So, you know, it's taken 30 years for me to get here. Um, you know, that, that's the other thing. I mean, I think the biggest advice to give anybody is it doesn't happen overnight. Mm. It looks really easy. And if you can turn on Bravo and it, you know, <laughs> you know, everything sells everything, you know, miraculously, it's all good. You know, it's not that easy. I love <laughs> that know, mentality you, of, of not sacrificing the consistency for volume. Yes. hundred percent. If, if you can't, if you can't afford to touch your farm, at least every other week, if not every week, then your farm is either too, you're doing something wrong. So I got lucky because I became such a big listing agent. So my farm gets all my just listed and just sold cards, even if that house isn't in their neighborhood. So they're getting, you know, pretty much every week, I'm either listing a house or selling a house. So I know they're getting touched. That's one touch regardless. Yep. Then they get the magazine, you know, then, so it, that, that's, that to me, you know, 
not to overuse this word, but that, that consistency really becomes crucial because then, like you said earlier, when they're like, who am I going to call to list my house? Well, I better be in one, you know, they usually call three people and I want to be one of the three, at least 50, 60, 70% of the time. How do you convince yourself to not give up? Like if you're not getting the immediate results or do you like, is it just pure discipline or did you just start seeing enough results where you never got to that point? Mm. Have you ever gotten to that point where you're like, oh, this isn't working? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you second guess a lot of what you're doing often. Um, but I just kept, I, I just kept reinforcing in my mind that none of this stuff happens overnight. You know, none of the successful people that, you know, we, you know, idolize got successful overnight. You know, the young golfer, you know, has probably been playing golf since he was two years old. Mm. You know, the tennis player probably picked up a racket when they were three. You know, we don't see that. You know, you think, oh, my God, you know, here's an 18 year old that's crushing it on the tennis court. Well, you know, you didn't look at the prior 18 years. It's the same thing. And it's the same thing in business. You know, the other thing is you got to work harder than everybody else. You know, mm. I, you know, worked every still do <laughs> work every weekend. <laughs> my friends were all, you know, Sundays watching the football game. I was out at open houses and showing houses, you know, that that's just unfortunately part of the sacrifice and, mm. and it does pay off eventually, but you, you got, you, you gotta be, and listen, I see you guys constantly working, <laughs> you know, so I'm pre- I'm preaching to the choir here. Well, um, it's the, it's the chicken um, and the egg scenario that Jim Collins writes about in good to great, right? Like, everybody sees the chicken coming out of the egg and they think that magically a chicken appeared and broke free. Mm. They don't see everything that goes into incubating and growing that chicken inside the egg. You can't see through that shell. Yeah, it's so true. So, so true. 100%. How did you, um, you mentioned the the pandemic a little bit. How did you pivot during the pandemic? How has that affected your business? Have you implemented any new, you know, either marketing strategies or just sales strategies in your business? Yeah, so... Um, in all honesty, we had just recently moved into a new home right before the pandemic. Um, I said to my partner at that time, you know, we might have to sell, like, I, I may never sell another, you know, I had no idea what was going to be thrown at us. I was like, we may have to sell this house and, and scale down, you know, cause this, this could all come to a crashing end. New Jersey made us, you know, um, essential employees very early on we haven't stopped working since March. Um, it was just, it was the, it was the absolute opposite of what I had anticipated. Um, so many people. So keeping in mind, we're very close to Manhattan. So everybody from New York, Jersey city, Hoboken that were tied up in these little apartments who no longer could go to the park and school, they wanted out at any cost. So Mm. anything that you could just had to get a listing. And, and it was chaos from a business standpoint, you know, I learned to become much more comfortable in front of a camera. I did more video. Um, we did FaceTime showings. We weren't a market where we were really selling stuff virtually, you know, we would FaceTime and then if they loved it, they would still come out. Gotcha. Um, and then ironically, I, um, I partnered up with Waze because the other thing we noticed on the weekend, well, not even on the weekends, you know, there were a thousand people walking up and down our suburban blocks and there were more New York plates in Westfield than there were New Jersey plates. And I thought to myself, these people are all out here looking for a house. You know, they're just walking around looking for a neighborhood. So now when you, if you have Waze on and you pass one of my listings, it pops up and you click it and you do a virtual walkthrough. Oh, wow. it was so cool um, because that's what everybody was doing. 
they were literally just meandering around these neighborhoods trying to find a house for sale. And what I realized, what I realized is I could also put all my exclusives in there. So now I had access to clients that were seeing my listings before other agents even knew that they were out there. Um, and that, that, so that was probably the funnest, you know, coolest thing that I, I figured out during the pandemic. I'm still doing it. That's um, awesome. Talk about, yeah. Talk about return on investment. We'll see, we'll see how that plays out. You know, it's only a year in, I can't tell you that I sold any houses from it, but I can tell you all the buyers think it's super cool and my sellers love it. So, you know, if that gets me another listing, then it's okay. <laughs> yeah, what it's a great, good. what a great thing to add to your listing presentation that, Oh, I also advertise on ways for all these New Yorkers coming out yes. <laughs> looking for a place. I mean, that is incredible to say. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So as you look towards like the next phase, right? One of the questions I really like to ask now successful people is you probably have a pain point struggle happening right now to you. Like what's holding you back and your business back from hitting that next level? What does that next level look like for you? Is it a transition out? Is it growing it to the next level and doing a hundred deals per year, not 60? Like what's that next level for you? Yeah. So I guess the big question and you know, the approach that's always coming at me at this point is, you know, do you want to start one of these mega teams? Um, you know, Tom Ferry and those guys, you know, it's all about the team, 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 team. You know, my father and I owned a boutique office. I felt like I ran a team, you know, when I left to go to call banker, it was like a breath of fresh air, not to be managing people again. Um, (laughs) I know the feeling. (laughs) I, I don't know if that's in the future or not. I mean, supposedly that's your exit strategy. You start a big team and then you sell it, you know, when you're ready to get out and, uh, I'm not quite there yet, but you know, Oh, you know, I'm always looking forward and thinking, you know, nothing's ever impossible. What's holding you back from achieving the next level of greatness for Frank Azoldi? Uh, yeah. You know what? This is going to sound really crazy, but I'm super happy. You <laughs> I, know, love that. I, I mean, <laughs> you know, not that I don't want to make more money and sell yeah. more houses, but you know, I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm content. What a you great know, place uh, to you be. Know, I, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing and offering better and better service. I don't necessarily need to sell more houses, but I just want to keep you know, awesome. making the, the experience better. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. I love that. We're, I love we're experiencing the, a little bit of that now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're focused. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what it is. Now, I love that. I, I always love like successful people. It's like people don't understand. Yeah, once you get to the level of success, you're still functioning every single day and you still have challenges coming at you every single day and you're still trying to, you know, keep everything running smoothly and going well. It's not like you make it to paradise and never have to work again. I, I oh, wish yeah, that no, was no. that. I wish that was the case in some aspects, but not no, that's not the case. And I love what I do and what I can sense from you just the you know, infectiousness of you're loving life, you're loving what you're doing. You got a system that works for you extremely well. You've really dominated. You've implemented, you know, this idea of becoming synonymous with real estate in your community, because I guarantee you most of your deals are coming from the fact that you have just ingrained your brand so heavily and your value proposition so heavily into that space, that area that you're at, that people just, when they think real estate, they think you. That's, that's the key, right? And, and I got to be honest with you. I mean, I know I've said this you know, 10 times already, but your product makes that so much easier. And I think that the young agents, uh, you know, it's an investment. There's no doubt about it. I remember when I was the the new guy and it's it's scary, but, um, you know, you got to jump in, you know, you got to pick a point and jump in and, and, and don't look back. Yep. 
and stick with it. And if you do the work, it's like you said, if you show up and you do the work and you're consistent, it will pay off. The tortoise wins 100%. the race, people. The tortoise wins the race. <laughs> Haven't you read that story? Every, every I mean, jeez. So I got to ask you, because we ask successful people that come on the show, right? And, you know, you're selling 50 to 60 homes, average listing price a million bucks. I mean, you're crushing it as a single agent, especially, I mean, it's just mind boggling. What routines do you implement in your life to stay, you know, successful, to stay consistent as you look back? Are there any things that you do consistently that have driven success for you? So what I have learned, and this is interesting and probably sounds counterintuitive, but the more successful I've gotten, the more important it is to take some time off. Mm. Um, because you do get stuck in the rut sometimes where you just work, 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 work. And that's great. But I don't know that it's also the best thing for you personally and also for your clients eventually because you do burn out. So my partner and I do make a point of taking, not recently, but taking a vacation, a good vacation, usually every January for 10 to 14 days. Awesome. Um, and then I've hired a mobility coach, believe it or not, as I'm getting older and less flexible. Um, that was the other thing at the start of the pandemic. I, uh, it's all virtual. You know, it's a young guy in Brooklyn. So that's like a very peaceful hour every Thursday morning. What is a mobility um, coach? Like stretching and stuff? Big, or? It's, it's kind of like yoga, but much, a little bit more intense, you know, stretching act, act exactly. Um, like and then that. our end goal, you know, I always need like a goal. So my end goal is to learn how to do a handstand and we're about <laughs> 90, we're about 90% there. Nice. So, uh, and we're, we're getting there. <laughs> I love that. I love that's that. So setting great. a goal, man. Setting That's such a great principle as well. Setting Even even when talking about stretching, like the goal to get to the handstand, that's I awesome. I have to admit, like I was uh, taking care of Evelyn the other day, and I, all I did was I leaned <laughs> and looked down, and my lower back Yeah, was you like, tweaked your back oh, for two like, weeks now. And I was like, how is this possible? Welcome to the 30s. Like, I go Luke. to the gym. I mean, not as much anymore since I've had have had little Evelyn. But literally, all I did was look Wait down. Wait till like, you get the 50s. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Frank. So we want to ask Just you. Wait. Yeah, seriously. We want to ask you because uh, last question. Uh, knowing yes. what you know now right? Successful, you know, you mentioned fifties. I wouldn't have guessed that, but you said it. What would you go back and tell younger Frank, maybe that 18 year old right before they got started in the business? You know, I mean, you, you look back and you think about, you know, a million mistakes that you made. And then obviously, you know, thankfully all the successes you have. I, I think the one thing going back, I probably would have jumped into some things that I was a little bit uncomfortable with sooner. So investments in a magazine like this or hiring my assistant. I should have hired the assistant probably two years earlier than I did, but I was so nervous about making those financial commitments back then. Um, but those are the ones that pay off. They sting and you gotta, you know, work through them. But I, you know, that that's the only thing I, you know, I, I think I would have done differently. Other than that, I think all of my mistakes and bumps in the road, you know, brought me to where I am, you know, you mean you pivot around them and you learn from them and, and I, I wouldn't take them away for anything. Um, I just think I probably would have pushed myself out of my comfort zone a little sooner. Yeah. That's I think, great. I think, um, the idea of taking action and like most people know what to do. It's just actually doing it. Yeah. You know, you just have to move. You have to take action, which yep. is the it's the head knowledge point. to the heart knowledge. Yeah. Heart knowledge is what gets you to move. Frank, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it, man. What a great story. What a great uh, advice to all of the other agents and young agents that might be listening to this podcast. Before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you. Yeah, yeah. So my website is theisoldicollection.com. 
Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Frank D. Isoldi. All right, Frank, thanks again for being here. Thank you all so much for listening. Dive deeper into this episode, get the video and those links that we mentioned. You can head on over to staypaidpodcast.com. And if you're looking for ways to support the show, there's only two ways we ask you to do that. First is to head on over to Apple Podcast, leave us a review along with a five-star rating to let us know what you thought of this episode. And the best way to help out the show is to tell a friend. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us a podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can find us on Instagram and on Facebook. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke A. Creer. What a great episode. I'd encourage you, just take away from this, this idea that, look, it's not an overnight success. You have to stay consistent in what you're doing in your marketing to be successful. You're hearing it from someone who's a mega producer, has been the number one agent for 15 straight years in the office that he's at. And so someone who's really practiced what we've preached on this podcast. But here's your action item that I thought was really, really powerful that you could go implement in your business and make sure it's happening. Frank, let us know that if you're not at least touching base with your sphere, with your your farm, that database, every other week, you are missing out. So even the action out of going, hey, reduce your size so you can be in front of them every other week versus being in front of them only every quarter or once every two months or something like that, it's not enough. I thought that was a great action item to go and look at your marketing and go, am I touching my database, my sphere, my farm every other week? And if I can do it weekly, do it weekly with value. It's going to be a difference maker in building your brand, staying consistent in front of those people to generate the results you want. Remember this, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 